Good morning. This is Coach AA with the September 13th edition of, well, this audio routine we've been on. Three things for today. The first one, when I lose these 10 kilos, everything will be fine. The second one, on training, being a part of life and not isolated from life. And the final confusing thing, everything is right, but everything is also wrong. Cool, let's get on with it. Setting unrealistic goals. That's kind of how this entire thing starts. I'm sure most of us have said something like, when I get here, everything's going to be fine. Everything will be solved. All my problems will be gone and I'm going to be a new, new, new person. I'll tell you some goals I've set. I want to lose 10 kilos in three months. I want to put on five kilos in three months of muscle, obviously. I want to deadlift triple body weight. I want to enter the CrossFit Games. And, well, I think that's, that's enough. Now, depending on how serious we are, most, if not all, of these goals are achievable. Well, except for the CrossFit Games. But by setting arbitrary goals and arbitrary timelines, we end up trying to do stupid, st stupid stuff in trying to get there, and we shoot ourselves in the foot. Is this goal something you really want? Will this change your life for the better? Or is it just something that you know you hear all around you and so you think that's your goal when it's not really your goal at all? And it all starts when we wake up one fine day and are suddenly unfit. First of all, we're not suddenly unfit. It's just one day the fog lifts. One day we realize, oh my God, this is not how I looked in college, except college, you know, was 10 years ago. Or maybe you get a wake-up call a different way. Your elevator is not working, and so you have to walk up 10 flights of stairs, and three flights of stairs in you are huffing and puffing and not having a good time at all. And that's when you realize this was not me. And you don't feel good about yourself. When did this unfit person enter your body? And you start off from a good place. You want to fix this, which is great. But then we fail to understand that this was, let's say, 10 years ago. 
you are a sum of your habits. And when it comes to fat loss or muscle gain or most things in the, in the health and fitness sphere, as Coach Danjan says, you are what you ate. Maybe you didn't move enough, you ate too much junk, not enough real food, you forgot to move at all, and slowly, steadily, it has led you here. Work got in the way, you didn't sleep enough, because, you know, sleeping is for losers, and there's only so many hours in a day. And if and when we think about this rationally and sensibly, and it's very hard to do when it's us, it's a lot easier to do when you're talking to somebody else or looking at somebody else. You realize whenever you get that rational thought, that this is not going to be an overnight thing. You need to think things over the long term. But you're not being rational. You want quick results. You've woken up. You want to do this right now. So you do a crazy diet or you join some HIIT, blah, 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 blue, 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 nonsense, uh, term-filled things which leave you sweating and lying down at the end of every uh, workout. And it can go two ways from here. One, about six weeks in, you're seeing results, things are going great, amazing. Sometimes doing silly things can lead to better things. That's my third topic for today, so we'll get back to that. But most often what happens is you feel like crap. You haven't had ice cream in six weeks. You haven't had a beer in six weeks. And you're just cranky. You're angry all the time. It's not fun. This is not a way to go about things. You spend a lot of time, uh, um, say on Instagram, scrolling through all the goodies you're going to eat once this um, period of dieting is over. What happens, either you see results and then you're done with it and you put all of this back on within a short period of time and it leaves you worse than ever or you give up halfway because this is just silly and you just cannot do it and it turns you off of this fitness thing for a little bit more time so maybe one more year goes by and that's one more year to undo now the thing to remember let's say it took you 10 years arbitrary but a way to think about a longer timeline is let's take at least 10% of the time we took to get unfit to make ourselves fit so 10 years well maybe you know one year of working at it might not be a bad thing we need to set better goals we need to set better milestones along with this uh, longer timeline. That requires you to understand where you are. You cannot go from zero activity. You cannot go from, say, sleeping at 
1 a.m., waking up at 7 a.m., waking up tired, and then 12-hour uh, workday, blah, blah, blah. You cannot go from there to, I am going to go to the gym seven days a week, and I'm going to go on a ketogenic diet. Or to put it another way, you cannot go from 20 beers a week to zero. Well, you can, but should you? I don't think so. So, set yourself a longer timeline. Like I said, the 10%, arbitrary, but that's a good starting point. 20% might be a little too much on the higher side, but I don't think it's wrong. But let's start with 10% or a year, whichever is lesser, okay? The second thing, setting milestones. I got incredibly lucky because my, my, my first thing was running and running has a weekly milestone set in, right? Every long run is one mile more than the previous one. Amazing. So it keeps, you know, the, the, the carrot is clear. Hey, you get to run one more mile this week. Oh, hey, there's your progress. Amazing. So even though it feels awful, it's progress. And it kept me going. So you need similar milestones. Maybe not a weekly milestone, but you do need short-term milestones. And the hardest thing, consistency, not maximum. You can't aim for 100 out of 100, whatever that means. Aim for 80 out of 100. Or aim for 60 out of 100. Now, it depends on where you started to set that consistency goal. But 100 out of 100, nah, doesn't work. And the second crucial factor, 80 out of 100 for 80% of the month at least. So you can say 25 days of the month, I'm going to eat at 80 out of 100. The four Saturdays, they don't exist as part of this plan. It's a, it's a powerful way to start things off. Unless you're going to try to eat three cakes and 20 beers and all of that and try to undo all your good work in one day, but trust me, that's not going to happen. Okay, it gets old real quick. You feel like crap the next day that you get sensible. So let's be a bit more practical and specific with this. I'm gonna give you four questions that you need to answer for yourself to assess and set these milestones. Number one, how many cups or fists of vegetables are you eating daily? Not on average I have this, no. Today, tomorrow, day after, how many cups are you eating? Okay, be specific. How many portions of protein are you eating daily? Again, one fist or one cup is one portion. How many hours of sleep are you getting daily? 
and how many days a week are you getting 45 minutes of activity? And based on these, you adjust the goals. The uh, goal for protein or vegetables is approximately, you know, two cups to four cups, depending on how small or big you are. So let's say approximately from the 50 kilo range to the 100 kilo range, two cups to four cups. Sleep is in the seven to nine hours. And activity, I'm gonna help you out and give you four milestones for activity. Assuming we're starting off at zero, your milestone number one is 15 minutes of walking daily. Number two, an hour of walking three days a week. Milestone number three, an hour of walking six days a week. Milestone number four, which is a big jump from three. Three days of strength training and three days of walking every week. And your goal is to chart a longer timeline from here to there. What I mean by that is, where is here? Well, you should have answered those four questions. So you know where here is. And there is your next milestone in each. And you fit it into the chart or diary or whatever. Yeah, so getting that motivation, starting off is a great thing. Don't cripple yourself by setting extremely arbitrary goals. Second one. Training is not isolated from life. Seems obvious, but we sometimes miss the obvious. And by we, a lot of times it's me. This coaching thing, there are, there's something easy about it, and there's a lot of not so easy things also, but Many times, because of all the zillion mistakes I've made, when I see somebody else make it, it is painfully obvious to me what the mistake is. But even today, when I make those mistakes, it's not painfully obvious to me. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard to dispassionately remove yourself from you and look at, look at you. So I love conversations um, with people who train with me. Every time they feel they're doing something silly or something's not going well, albeit reluctantly they come and talk to me because it's sometimes hard to just you know, expose yourself. But these are incredible learning opportunities for me. And sometimes for them as well. So a bit of background. At the quad, we have a, a quarterly training cycle. We introduce new skills. We accumulate volume over the first half of the quarter. And then we intensify things for the second half of the quarter. It could be a skill that 
we've maintained over the past few quarters because you can't work on everything every quarter, right? So this quarter for us, we worked on the press. Normally, every press program has pressing three days a week. We chose not to do it that way. We did it once a week. And we also moved from a seated press or a Z press to a tall kneel press to a standing press. The Z press, you're just using, you're sitting, so it's already an awkward position. You learn to fix your T-spine, learn to use your abdominals significantly better, and you learn to press. And then we add the tall kneel. So your glutes and your quads come into the picture. And then you go to the standing. So it builds up. And so as we intensify, the version gets easier. So, and that's the theory anyway, right? And as part of our training sessions in the classes I coach, I have my students uh, send me their training log for the day or just write it down somewhere so you know what you need to do next week. One of my students, let's call them Neil, not their real name, sent me their numbers and because their previous numbers are also in this conversation, he remarked with an obvious tone of disappointment and self-reproach and all that, how it had taken them the past few weeks to get to square one. Meaning, about six weeks ago, they were doing this, whatever they were pressing, uh, 24 for, 24 kilos for uh, a ladder of one, two, three, to be precise. And now they were doing the same thing. Except, Neil had missed at least two of the previous pressing days. And remember, we press only once a week. So he had missed two weeks. He had been pulling a few all-nighters at work. In addition to managing the crazy transition over the past few months that most of us have been going through, In addition to this, there's the other things in life that haven't stopped. Kids, pets, family, friends, birthdays. So there is a lot going on, obviously. But to Neil, my press did not go up. He was looking at it as if it was an isolated variable. As Coach Dan John is uh, fond of remarking, the body is uh, one piece. Let's say you're doing a seated press, and well, the theory is you're not using your legs, but I come by and I stick a fork on your calf, well, nothing good will ensue. And we quickly realize the body is one piece. Similarly, 
Our training is not isolated from our lives. We cannot view the weight we lift or the distance we run, the PRs we set or fail to set, or the effort we are putting in as independent from the rest of life. Yes, you're putting in effort. That truly is wonderful. Yes, you're showing up to the gym. And honestly, showing up is 80-90% of it. But we also need to look at the overall picture. Effort is how much sleep are you getting? How's your work life? How's stress? Is the crazy dialed down there so you can go crazy here? If the crazy is dialed up there, then here, you just grease the groove. We all want to kill it at the gym, whatever that means. Sometimes that's great. Most times that's missing the point. And it sets us up for disappointment as well. Setting arbitrary goals, not matching life with training. Instead, we need to expand. We need to zoom out. We need to look at the larger picture. Our life is one whole, not discrete. So what I mean by this is if the volume knob at work is set to crazy, or let's say your drinking buddies are in town and so the volume knob on fun is set to start drinking at nine in the morning, then the volume knob at the gym is, hey, I made it to the gym or I'm gonna sleep in and that's fine. But if we try to set all of it at maximum, that's uh, not gonna go well. But if the other knobs are balanced, then trying to go on a strength cycle where we set, okay, in six weeks, I'm gonna press this, or I want some gains, or I'm gonna run a faster 10K, whatever you want, it makes sense. And here's where a longer time frame is important. What I find personally is two periods of eight weeks where I dial things up at the gym. Meaning I get everything else well under control. And then the other eight months, I coast, I goof around, I learn new skills, I play more sport, I grease the groove, I punch the clock, I do park bench training, all of them mean about the same thing. There's more to life than random numbers and games, but games are fun when you have fun, not when they harm you, not when you set silly rules that don't add value. I don't know the answers, but I'm getting on the path more times 
and I know what the path is by spending a lot of time off the path as well. So I encourage you to do the same. And what I mean, let's come back to this. Training is one cog in the wheel. If something else falls apart, this is going to fall apart. You need to keep all of them in balance. And it helps to step back, zoom out a little, and look at it a little dispassionately. Okay? So that's that. And the final thing for today, everything is right, but everything is wrong. I'm sure you've heard that low carb is the magic solution, except low fat is the magic solution. Or actually is a keto that's right and everything else is wrong. Strength training is the best method to train, as I keep saying. But no, strength training gets you injured. Squatting is the greatest thing ever. Squatting hurts your knees. Cardio is the best. Oh, cardio is so one-dimensional. Don't ever eat sugar again. Sugar is bad for you. Oh, sugar is the most fun thing in the world. How can you not eat sugar? It gets confusing. <laughs> not just in fitness and nutrition, but in the larger thing called life, right? There are times when you need to act immediately. Do. Don't overthink it. Act. And then there are times when you need to play a waiting game. You need to gather more data. You need to wait. You don't want to be the first. You want to see how things pan out. Procrastination actually becomes a good thing. There are times when you need to quit your job and do what you want to do in life, whatever makes you happy. There are times when you need to grow up, suck it up, and do what you need to do and not what you want to do. If we keep listening to the world, to everyone's opinions, or reading more research, even if it is proper, real research, or even if it is you know, a really smart person's opinion, or even if that opinion is rings true, you don't just pop it in. Eventually, you have to figure it out for yourself. Not every right thing will work for you. Not every wrong thing is wrong. Now, strength training worked for me. Running worked for me. I got lucky along the way that the things lined up, and so they worked. As independent entities, on paper, they are both amazing. 
But even, let's say you hire me as your coach, even if you do that, it's not a 100% given that it is going to work for you. Because the tools are right. But are they right for you? Are they right for you in your present mindset in what you're looking for currently? Because it's not just about, hey, go do this. Everything has to fit in. It needs to fit your current mindset, your motivation levels. As part of my coaching, I need to tell you, hey, this is how the approach is. It might take you a few weeks to squat. We are going to goblet squat first before we go there, blah, 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 blue, blue, blue. Maybe you're too impatient. Maybe I'm too impatient. Maybe we hear each other, but we're not listening to each other. So many things can go wrong. It's okay to do the wrong thing. Because a wrong step might take you still in a forward direction. But sometimes it's not okay to do the wrong thing because it can hurt you. And there's no right or wrong many times. There's no either or. The, the binary way of classifying things is very limited. But sometimes the binary way is a useful tool. I don't think I'm going to make a point here, okay? This is all about you trying to figure things out. I just wanted to tell you that blueprints are hard. One common thread, though, is when we have internal clarity about ourselves, about what we want, and separate that from what we need, and then figure things out. The other thing, I think, is that things are not permanent. This is a solution for now. This is the next step for the next few weeks, the next few months, or the next few years. You will evolve. You will evolve. Solutions will evolve. New solutions, new steps will present themselves. Something that did not work earlier might be apt now. Something that was working earlier might cease to stop working now. So, keep forging your path. Stay patient, think long-term, and try to keep finding clarity because apparently everything is right and everything is wrong. Well, that caps it for today. Thanks for listening. And until next week, you stay good, you stay safe. Bye.